Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? This is Sam Craig. I'm a software engineer on Gary's team. On today's episode, Jack Bloomfield interviews Gary. There's a lot of good advice for all you teenagers listening. Enjoy. Gary V up next. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. As I was just talking about before, Gary. So I am the probably fourth or fifth youngest entrepreneur that's ever... 12, 13. 12, 13. Right. Absolute privilege. So look, I know that you've got some pretty strong views on the education system, seeing that, so you're very in tune, as you said, with young entrepreneurs, you know exactly what we're doing, what we're trying to achieve. What was your experience at school like? Because obviously I know you did business, but you wanted, do you just want to start a business in school? How was, how did that dynamic? It was, you know, there was no internet. Yeah. So you have to understand that's just a very, very different situation. So I did, but... Disadvantage? It was, it was an advantage and a disadvantage, like anything in life, right? I did want to be in business, but there was no choice. Like, back then you had to do a business during the hours you were in school. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I, it was more about prepping myself for when versus could I do this now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, that's how my mind was. That's where I was. And so, my experience was, look, I, I very much was in a place where I knew deep, deep, deep down, not because it was cool, because entrepreneurship wasn't cool like it is now, um, that I didn't, wasn't going to get what I needed out of the way that school was structured. I very much understood that. And I was very passionate about being prepared for the world I wanted to go into. So I spent a lot of time thinking in school about where I was going and, and practicing, whether it was baseball cards or lemonade stands or flea markets or retail arbitrage um, or working in my dad's liquor store, I so, was practicing. So did that, that liquor store, obviously Wine Library, you know, that, the whole thing there, did would that play into the entrepreneurial mindset you have now? Obviously being 17, say fast forward back when you were 17, running on, obviously, were you working liquor store yes. when you were 17? Yeah. Did that entrepreneurial mindset come from 17 or was it before it was that? way before Way that. before that, yeah. Way before that. What was one of the first entrepreneurial things you remember that you ever did back when you were six, seven, eight, nine, ten? When I was four or five, I was, yep. oh, excuse me, 87, 82. When I was six, I was going door to door selling stuff that I found. I, I, I've told this story not in a long time, I used to rip people's flowers out of their yards and then ring the doorbell and try to sell back to them. Not super proud of that, yeah. uh, but that is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I you know, I think I like I like the the kind of like the negative part of that story. The truth was, I did do that. Yeah. I also picked flowers from other places and fields and try to sell them. I. By the time I was seven, when I was seven, the summer of my seven, going, I'm, I'm, my birthday's in November, so call it seven and three-fourths. Yep. Uh, I was heavy. Car wash, you know, that winter, you know, snow shoveling. Like, by seven, 80% of my activities outside were business. Yeah, yeah. So, I, look, I always say this. I really do believe that I was a purebred entrepreneur, mm-hmm. that it was in me, that I that it was my DNA. Would you say the genetic? Would you say the genetic lottery? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And now for kids who, let's say, for example, watching this now, we're 15, 16, 17, and look, there are a lot of us that go, I want to start a business. I want to get into entrepreneurship. Number one, you got the school system against you. Number two, you got your parents stacked against you. You've got society stacked against you. What would be the one piece of advice for anyone to go ahead and actually not just start, but actually build a successful business as a teenager? Uh. Stop being audacious 
if you want to do it, yep. you have to be prepared for your parents not to financially support it. Yeah, yeah. That to me is number one. There's a lot of kids who want their cake and eat it too. They want to be a businesswoman, but they want their parents to pay for all their stuff. A real entrepreneur, in one man's opinion, deals with the ramifications of the first decade of shit. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to be an entrepreneur and that hurts your parents' feelings because they want you to go to university, mm-hmm. well then you better be prepared for them not to pay for your Uber or your, or your TV or your clothes. Yeah. Like, like all these entrepreneurs that are like, Gary, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm rugged, and I look down at their shoes and I'm like, I do this a lot. I'm like, how'd you get those $900 shoes? Yeah. And, and I'm, and, and it com- comes sure. the bop, 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 yeah. They're not sure where I'm going. And they're like, well, I bought them. And yeah. I'm like, how? You know, one of the things I'm unbelievably proud of is a couple things. One, my parents stopped giving me money around 13. Yep. Two, I did go to college mm-hmm. because my parents wanted me to. And I'm okay with that. I and took, did, I took the you, vacation. And did you, out of college, let's say, for example, do you use any of the stuff that you took out of that into no. what you do today? And you wouldn't recommend anyone. Especially entrepreneurship. The best thing that yeah. happened to me about college was I went to an extremely urban school, okay. so I was able to, you know, live in the culture that has become the popular culture of our society. Yeah. You know, much of what I know about a lot of things that are considered cool today, whether in music or fashion or consumer behavior, those four years of being in a very diverse school environment, skewing unbelievably urban, gave me a lot of truth to my understanding that I don't think I would have been able to have if I didn't live in that cocoon. Yeah, and look, if there was one business that you would recommend, off what you say there, if there was one business, let's say 15, 16 year old again, watching it's flipping. There's nothing even close. There's nothing even close to being a flipper. Okay. Buying and selling Pokemon cards, sneakers, going to a store and buying closeout items and putting them on eBay. Nothing will teach you more than buying and selling stuff because you learn how to negotiate, you know, you learn, you learn hard work because it's a grind. You got to mm-hmm. list it, you got to mm-hmm. ship it. Yep. You learn market dynamics. Yep. Uh, you'll learn that you buy a, you find some deal in some store. It's selling for twenty dollars on the flip site, and then all of a sudden selling for ten dollars in a week, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Yeah. Supply and demand changed. Yep. Uh, I'm such an animal of the market that that's what makes me so adaptable. Mm. I'm never comfortable because I know that yesterday is vulnerable tomorrow yep. and I'm very passionate about that. And now look, if they're, let's say, take all that advice, you're a 15, 16 year old and you've still got the parents stacked against you. You've got your parents saying, if you start, and I get this all the time from people. Kids, yeah. yeah. kids saying, you know, if parents start a business, if someone goes ahead and if you start this, you and me, we're gonna do all this, we're gonna kick you out of yep. the house, we're gonna do all this. Yes. And it's horrible. So look, if in that situation, what would you say to the Pick parents? Pick one. No, no, but the parents themselves. Oh, the parents? Yeah. Like, you don't understand entrepreneurship, don't get what their kid can actually get out of doing something like Believe this. Believe it or not, I'm not very passionate about telling parents how to raise their kids. Yep. What I would say is, to the parents is the following. I'll go a little more macro. Yep. Anytime you parent with what you would like to happen because you care about the opinions of your circle versus listening to your child's behavior, mm-hmm you're always vulnerable to not having a great relationship with your child. Yeah, okay. So and if you're you pushing would... your kid because you know they're a good student 
and they happen to stumble across a couple of Gary Vee videos and now they decide yeah, to be an yeah. entrepreneur and you wanted them to go to a top university because you like that feeling because you hang out with a lot of well-educated friends who value that yeah. and now you're forcing that kid even though they're a good student, they've always been selling stuff, they've always been passionate about business, you're doing a disservice and you're choosing your insecurities as a parent over your love for your child and I think that's a bad move. Yeah, exactly. And are there any tips that you would give? Let's say you're in that situation, fast forward back, Gary V, 16 years old, um, your parents say they're stacked against you, don't want you to do this, don't want you to do that, with all the threats in the world at you. What would you, in that, in that context, in that situation, as the kid, what would you do to get around that? Obviously, pick one is obviously... Pick one. Pick one, but like, how but, do you but, move? But you have to understand, yeah. that's e- it's that easy. Meaning, if your parents are going to kick you out of the house, if you feel like you're ready to go start your business, leave. Take the sacrifice, yeah. Nobody wants to deal with the sacrifices. They just want the upside of entrepreneurship. Oh, exactly. They want the cars and the girl. The Instagram. The spot. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's right. Yeah. What it looks like on Instagram. Yeah. I fucking ate shit for fucking two decades. Yep. I didn't make any content for 15 years. Yep. I didn't tell anybody what I was doing, what I was gonna, I fucking lived the execution and then I talked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're such a tough guy, if you're such a tough gal, if you're gonna be such a great entrepreneur, show me. Yeah. Go. Go live with six people. It, let me tell you first of all, kids, your parents will blink first. Mm-hmm. When your parent yells at you and says, if you're so tough and you're not gonna, get out of the house, as soon as you start packing, eight out of 10 parents are gonna change the conversation. And the two that aren't, which I respect actually, they're gonna admire you for succeeding and they'll be there to take you back when you suck. Because let's remind everybody who's listening who's 16, 95% of you are gonna fail. Let's just get into the math of success around entrepreneurship. I see it every day, yeah. I totally agree. Sounds real easy. You're gonna build a huge media company on Instagram and have 50 Instagram accounts and make millions getting shout outs. So off, 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 off that though, like yeah. for example, when you're setting expectations as a 16 year old who starts, whether they start flipping, whether they start any yeah. type of other business, how, how do you set expectations without the expectation of building a $150 million media business? How do you set that? What do you I, aim for? I tell yeah. them that. Do you aim high, aim low? No, I tell them, like, why don't you just take one step at a time? The next 10 years are going to suck. Yeah. Are you willing to eat that? If you are, you're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. If you want to be 23 and partying at VIP clubs at the, tide, at the highest buildings in this city because you're going to crush it so much and yep. you're show your diamond necklace and your Maserati on Instagram and you're going to be able to floss into perpetuity, yeah. you're going to fucking lose. Yeah. And for, the, for those kids who, you know, like, you saying that puts me in a place where I'm like, you know, the, the, the fear of failure. Because I know that being an entrepreneur is so young, you've got so many people stacked against you saying, well, what if this, you're not smart enough, you don't have money, you don't have a degree, you don't have all this stuff going for you. What would you say to kids who are fearing failure because they're starting so young, starting with so little, and starting with so much riding on it? Don't judge the end of the first quarter. Get into a mindset where let's judge if this was right in 15 years when I'm 30 and still a kid. So the first quarter's 15 years. Yeah, It's ridiculous, yeah. You know, like, like, you know, the other thing that people don't understand is, like, for example, let's use you right now, right? Yeah. So you think about this. If I'm you, what I would have been thinking, bless you, and what I think is, ooh, this is a big get with Gary, this is gonna be a big moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that way. The thing I learned 26 years later it's one is, stepping stone. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's never as big as you think. It's one out of ten. Yeah. 
exactly. You it's watch. just a long game. Yeah, exactly. There is no interview you're going to get. There is no flip you're going to get. There is no exit you're going to get. It's a forever game. Yeah. And people don't sign up for forever. They sign up for, I'm going to slam it, and then this is going to happen. Because they value the trophies more than the process. Yep. They value what they get out of entrepreneurship, not entrepreneurship itself. This generation is disrespecting entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah, look, and I think it's interesting too, because like, that was just at the event then, the NAC, you speak at the Salvo. And, um, and let me expand on that. Yeah, okay, go. This generation's disrespecting entrepreneurship because they're not doing it because they love it. Yep. They're doing it because they want something out of it. Okay. Everyone's getting into entrepreneurship. With, with the, a, with the, the end outcome. goal. Out. For the yep. outcome. For the payout. Yep. Not for the process. And I think it's disrespecting it. Disrespecting, yeah. And do you, do you think that's changed over time or has that always been when you it's were... changed. Do you think, no, do you think social media's played an impact? Absolutely not. No, I don't. Yeah. I think that people have always been insecure. I think we just are being exposed now because we can see it play out in front of us. Yeah. And now I got a question today by one of the people at the event and they said that you know, their kid plays Minecraft four or five hours a day. Now yeah. he's onto Fortnite. And how, how do I get him interested in business? How do I... He has a passion for selling things. That's not the issue. It, it's how do I get him onto that and how do I... I feel like he's failing. I feel like he's cheating himself by not doing. What, what, would, you, what would you tell parents who that think they're that... they're judging too early. Yeah, because their kid plays Fortnite or Minecraft. Yeah. And you think that's just... What, what would you specifically say? If you could say that you're judging too early. Say, judging too early, yeah. And what should they... Slow down and be patient. Okay. Let your kid live a little. Yep, yep. So do you think there's any valuable skill that they learn from doing that? Of course. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Of yeah. course. Because it's hard to answer that sort of question. It's hard. It's like, well, you know, they, they know what they want to do, but you know, they're stuck doing something else. But The best way for a parent to help a kid that they're worried about that's playing Fortnite and Minecraft all day is yep. to stop buying them shit. Parents don't get it. Like, they, they play defense. Play offense. Okay. You don't like what your kid does? Play this game. Hey, Johnny. Just real quick. Love it. Crush Fortnite. Yep. Real quick. Big decision mom and dad made. We're not giving you any more money. That's it. Just do that. Even if you're a 14-year-old. Even if it's 14. Just do that. Yep. Like, the quickest answer to 94% of parents' questions is to stop giving them money. Okay. All right, let, let's, let's put it in my context, for example. So I'm, when I was 14, I, you know, I liked video games. It was what I did. Obviously, I was doing business back then was into the whole thing. But if I wasn't doing business and my parents, you know, they buy me clothes and stuff like that, you know, what, what, what I need. Yeah, yeah clothes, food, and a sh- clothes, food, and a shelter. That's what they gave me. If it was what you want, anything else, a phone, car, you've got to buy it. Huge. And if that's a case for a 14-year-old parent who has the issue of their kid playing Minecraft, what do they do then? Because they can't cut them off. They can't throw them out. What's the alternative? What do you mean? As in, the kid's playing Minecraft, yep. the kid doesn't get off, um, and they think that yep. that's disadvantaging him some yep. way or another. At 14. At 14, and they're not buying them shit, as in then. Well, then they've won. Okay. They've already taught him the most important lesson. So they've won. They've that's won. it. That's it. Because once you teach an animal that they have to learn how to eat, yep. that animal will succeed. Yeah, that's so true. That's, that's phenomenal. If a child is so passionate about Minecraft and Fortnite, yep. that they're willing to not get an iPhone, that they're willing to not get cool sneakers, that they're willing to not get all the stuff that all their friends get. They give them 20 years and they win $4 million. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. I, yeah. The answer is to cut off financially at a scale that is so misunderstood yep. because you're teaching proper behavior. Because when they go into real life, yep. 
there is ramifications for not earning. Sometimes good. I still believe a stunning percentage of people that make 40,000 a year are far happier than people that make four million a year. Yeah. The misery that I see at the millionaire level is remarkable. And look, one, one thing that I see as well is that you know a, a lot of kids my age, especially, like I'm still in high school, so a lot of kids going into next year, the question get asked, well, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? What do you want to do That's at university? Yeah, what, what do you, if you're a 17-year-old, what do you say to a parent or a teacher or someone that asks you You ask question? the parent and teacher, are they happy? Are they happy with what they're doing for a living? Yep. Because yep. that's what I did. When my 14-year-old, when our 15-year-old Gary got made fun of by teachers, I looked them dead in the face. I did this three different times in high school and said, are you happy with the way your career ended? Like, you're telling me that I'm gonna be a failure because I got an F in science? Like, I have a very good read of what I'm gonna do with my life. I'm gonna be a successful businessman. You may be right, Mrs. Stats. I remember your names. You may be right, Mrs. Stats, that I may be a failure. You also may be wrong. But before we guess what's gonna happen with me, let's focus on you. Mm -hmm. Are you happy with your life? (laughs) <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's, it's, listen, it's a, it's a very yeah. valid question. Yeah, and, and what, what was the response that you got when you asked? Shock, like, like, yeah. like, 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 what did you just... Go sit down. Yeah, like, yeah, shut up and ease yeah. the tension. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Don't worry about me, is one, what one teacher said. So you, you would say, if you're a 17-year-old, just shut up, lock down, and stay in your own lane. If you know what you're destined to Stop do. being full of shit if you're 17. If you okay. want to do your own thing, get off your mommy and daddy's payroll. Okay. You yep. do that things can get really interesting. You yep. don't do that, you're not really playing. Yep, okay, okay. And, and that doesn't mean shelter, food, and clothes, because I think that's unbelievably valid. Of course, yeah. But iPhone, iPad, sneakers, tr- you know, your own trip where you're not going with your family, uh, all, all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. Kids want, kids expect their parents to buy them shit all the time. Mm, exactly. Stupid. Exactly, so you think, you think, uh, adjusting the view on what entrepreneurship truly is for a 17 year old is the way to actually succeed as opposed to masking what you see on Instagram. I think truth is the way, Yeah, that that's- is the answer to all these questions. Yeah. Parents don't like what their kids are doing, cut off their financial resources. Mm. Don't, and then don't use money to manipulate them to do what you want them to do. That's what exactly. parents do. Yeah. Parents love to use money to manipulate. You know, yeah, I see it. If you study, I'll give you 5,000 bucks, you can buy anything. Like stop manipulating. And start listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think the moral of the story is if you're you're a 17 year old, don't listen to anyone else's shit. Stay in your own lane. And if you're destined to do but what you want to do, yourself, don't I bullshit think. yourself. Okay. Yeah. And what ha, have have know exactly what you're going for? Is that the is that the crust of it? Because if it's, at this moment, yeah. But that can change over time. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Now for you moving forward, what's the next big thing? What are you working on? I'm looking at television and film for the first time in my career. Okay. I'm fascinated by... Because you got the Apple thing go. Flung. Actually, for, not for me to be in. Okay. For me to make television and film. That's on my mind for the first time ever. Yeah. And, uh, and it's already in my mind long enough and serious enough. And now that I'm saying it out loud, now it's a foregone conclusion. So I think that is going to be a fun next chapter. So do you, does that mean that you think TV, say the TV industry... OTT. Is, yeah, exactly. OTT. So is one to watch as in one to... Is, is that the industry that you're playing on because you see it up and coming? I just, I just think that I action? could make the number one show on Stan if I wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I want to figure out if I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think that, that that is the next big play? What would be the next big play for you? As in... 
What's, what's the, apart from TV, what is the next big thing coming up for Gary V? Sports cards. Because you know the tops thing, haven't you? Yeah. Well, that was fun, but I think, yeah. I think there's a lot of money. What's the long-term play with it? Uh, money. Money. Uh, the game, the game. It's really not money. The New it's, York Jets at the end of the game. Yeah, the hey, like, can yeah. More or less, like, am I right? Am I right that messy rookie cards at 2,500 are going to be 10,000 in five years? Mm. I just love that feeling of being right about markets. And, and that goes back to why you do the flipping and the garage selling, even though you're worth. I also think I can help people yeah. with that. Yeah, you, you're playing your truth. You, you are. You, I think there's a lot of people. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are watching right now who have two thousand dollars because they've been hustling. Yep. And the. Mm, I think if they get educated, buying basketball, Pokemon, and proper football cards could help them go from two to 5,000 in a year, and they'll enjoy that, and that feels good to me. That's, that's more guaranteed to me than buying Bitcoin. Yeah. Now, Bitcoin may go up 10x. Yep. I just don't know. I do know that two to 5,000 as an educated sports card flipper will happen. Yeah, exactly. Got it? Yeah, I've got I it. I don't like to guess. Yeah. Exactly. Last question though. So if you've got, let's say you've got two grand. You've, saved, you've done your flipping. As you said, you've got two grand saved up. So what's the bigger play there? Do you continue flipping? Do you move on to the next thing? Should you educate, self-invest? Well, you're, you're a good is- Aussie kid. I love the idea of buying a bunch of Ben Simmons rookie cards. Uh, yep. Because I just think he's, if he develops a jump shot, he will go to the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. And so that's interesting. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of ways to do it. Starting a Shopify store. What I do, yeah. You know, I'm a very bullish on that. Uh, uh, starting, you know, if you're passionate about, about uh, so if you're passionate about Magic the Gathering, okay. you can do what I like, which is go buy cards and flip. Mm-hmm. You could also start the foremost Magic the Gathering podcast and Instagram accounts, and then eventually have people run advertising, and you can make 100000 a year getting ad money, you know, so there's just a lot of ways to slice and dice, yeah. but everything I'm painting to you right now is go after a passion. The younger you are, the more I want you to start a business around the thing you love the most. Okay. Clothes, video games, cooking, you know, sneakers. You know, what do you love the most? Mm-hmm. Because you have all the time in the world to build something meaningful around that. Yeah. And I think that's a good idea. Yeah, and do you think that if someone who starts a business at 17 should identify that that's going to be the big play ahead? Yes. Or should they start a business at 17 and think that this is what I'm going to be doing, this is one yeah. I'm going to build to 250? Or should they have the expectation they're going to chop and change? Expectation change because they're too yeah. young. They're gonna evolve too much as a human. Exactly. They're yeah. Fall in love. They're gonna mature. They're gonna have experience. Yep. Their interests are gonna change. There are very few people. I feel like I'm being a little bit Benjamin Button and going backwards and getting into wine and sports cards, but most people's taste evolves from 17. Yep. Uh, the themes may be the same, uh, but you have to assume at 17 that you're going to change. Exactly. It's very rare to go coast to coast, 17 to 97, doing the same business. Exactly. Excellent. All right, cool. Thank you. It's been phenomenal. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed. And more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. <laughs>